Welcome to my Soul Life podcast. This is my playground and I'm your host, Susan Scollin. I believe that we can live a life we love every day. To do this, we have to go on a journey to uncover who we are on every layer so we can live our legacy now. Join me each Monday for conversations about following our soul's calling and embodying what lights us up so we can be even more amazing people. And each Thursday, listen in to the beginner health sessions for simple ways you can up-level your own health. Be inspired. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello and welcome back. It's great to be here with you and great to be in your ears as always. Today we're going to talk about letting go of expectations in relationships and this isn't necessarily about food, this is actually a broader topic which I'm excited to dive in with into with you today and it's one that causes a little bit of controversy because, you know, we could be in a, a romantic relationship or even a friendship and we have expectations on those people about how they should turn up or how we think that they should turn up um, and then they don't do it <laughs> and that can cause frustration and it doesn't cause frustration to them it causes frustration to us which we then can project onto them so we can dish out have a go at uh, we can do it from a sarcastic perspective and we can undermine our relationship because we're not actually turning up and saying hey this is what I actually need from a loving space so let's dive in let's have a little bit of fun with this um, and let's look at the opportunities or the I guess not necessarily opportunities, but the ways that we can grow through this. And I just want to remind, or well, throw it out there, that expectations set us up for failure, just pure, simple failure. Because when people don't meet it, like I said before, we get frustrated, we get cranky, we get angry. And then it's like, well, who have I got to blame but myself? So then I become cranky and angry with myself as well. So it's this like mirror. It's a double-edged edged sword. And it's okay to have um, expectations in a relationship. Like you get, I get that question all the time. Like, is it okay if I do have expectations? Absolutely. But they've got to be communicated. And in a friendship space, it's really easy, I think, to do this from a values perspective. We can use our intuition. We can ask questions. We can actually get to know that person. And when we hear our values reflected back to us, we kind of go, oh, I want to connect deeper with that person. I want to have a good relationship with that person. I want to turn up and um, to events that I have with that person or I want to respond to their messages on time. Um, I don't want to be that person that is, you know, hiding out in the back because I just really don't want to hear from them again and go, oh, how do I respond to this? Again, I'm really not interested in that, that relationship or that friendship. So values play a really big part in any relationship and you will see it around people that you're not actually engaged with, the people that you don't want to be around because you can say, oh, they just don't, their values don't align to my values. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a, in a minute. In a romantic relationship, I think this goes deeper and I'd love your thoughts around this. It is about values as well. It's about connection and connection can be linked to friendship. It's about respect. And again, that can be linked to friendships as well. And it's that agreement that we have together around 
Is it just going to be you and I in this relationship? Is there another party in this relationship? Are we an open relationship? Um, what does that look like? Where are we going? Where are you exploring? What am I exploring? And so having those conversations up front uh, really set us up for better success and it allows us that space to go, do you know what? Is this going to sit with me? Is it going to sit well with me? Is this the relationship that I want to have with this person or is it not? And so we can start to ask those questions. And often if it's if, if we're feeling uncomfortable and then we say yes, but we, we kind of don't feel comfortable in it, it's okay to experiment in there. But then at some point you've got to commit to what has been agreed. And if you can't commit, then it's kind of asking why are you actually there? So this can also lead on to holding on too tight to what was and can lead to anxiety and depression. So if we have expectations on someone in particular, say I'm going to use the example of a married couple and she goes and has an affair or she has not even an affair. She has a relationship, like a friendship with another man, for example. I'm going to use the same um heterosexual couple, but this could happen in a same-sex relationship or a non-binary relationship. If there has been no conversation that the fact that we are, it's just you and I, and maybe there has been that conversation, but then there's been a break in that relationship, right? There's something that's sort of separated those two and he feels it more than she does, but she's just got this friend on the side that she's having a conversation with. That doesn't mean that she's in another relationship, but that male could, that husband or partner could think that that's what's happening. So always coming back together, always communicating around that because typically this is where it raises our shackles or hackles um, and it gets our back up because we're thinking he's going to leave or she's going to leave or they're going to leave. And so what are we most afraid of? Are we afraid of being by ourselves? Are we afraid of, you know, having the mortgage by ourselves? Are we afraid of raising kids by ourselves? What are we most afraid of? And often when we look at all the things that we're most afraid of, the reality is or the reality is that you can get through it, right? Our brain will tell us that we can't. You won't be able to support the family on your income um, and pay the mortgage and keep the lifestyle as it is. And you may not be able to do that for a period of time, but you can work towards it, right? So it's almost like having a look at those stories and then saying to yourself, oh, I will overcome that too. I can move through that too. But the rea- but what we're talking about here is those expectations that really drive relationships and, like I said before, those sarcastic comments, the I'm going to say narcissistic. It's not really narcissistic. It can be, obviously, but it's those little niggles that we just pick away at somebody because they're not doing the things that we really want them to do, like putting the bin out perhaps or washing the dishes or um, cleaning the floors. Oh, didn't get to vacuum today, did you? (laughs) Those sorts of comments. You're like, no, I didn't get to vacuum and I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? You've obviously got a problem with that. But those niggles can then create this discontent within a relationship, which is not where you want to be, right? You, You want that space that's loving and connected and be able to have conversations with that. And we'll walk through the steps in a minute around, or a little bit later, around how we can overcome this or move through this. But what I want to remind you of is if you have a niggle about someone, 
It's really important that you come back into yourself and be authentically you and look at yourself around where are you hiding? Where are you not showing up? So you've got this expectation on someone else and there's going to be a reflection of that back into your own life. So perhaps that person, like I said before, isn't putting the bin out. What are you not doing for that relationship? Where are you not showing up? Because it will be reflected back into your life. So actually opening our eyes, creating that awareness around the areas that you're not showing up will help you come out of the closet, so to speak, and go, oh, oh, right, I should be doing these things or I want to be doing these things. Not necessarily should. I want to strip that out of our vocabulary and it's a word that I still use, but and it's appropriate at times, but bringing ourselves out of the closet and going, do you know what? I haven't shown up as best as I can in this relationship. And it's not fair on me to put these expectations on my partner when I'm not doing the things that I should be doing or I want to be doing. Um, It's not fair for me to push this back onto my friend and say, hey, you should be doing blah, blah, blah when I'm not showing up in the relationship in a way that is supporting them. So if you're expecting them to support you, but you're not actually turning up and supporting them, like why should they support you? And this brings me to the the approach that we kind of have rather than leading with expectations that we lead with love. And this can be more challenging, especially when you can see it flying at you and you're like, they've just, your hackles are gone up and you, you, you've got the claws out and you like want to rip into that person. And then all of a sudden, if you lead with love, it can dissolve everything like really, really quickly. And something actually, this reminded me, happened with Chris and I last Saturday, it was Saturday, and Chris made a joke to me and I went, that's not fair, like, I was like, I don't, I'm not, that's not funny. And that's not fair that you would say that about me. I do, you know, my brain's in overload going, I do so much for this family. I do blah, blah, blah. You don't see half the stuff. My brain was full on (laughs) yelling, yelling at, um, yelling inside, but I just watched and he, he never apologized. Um, but he then led with love over the back of it. And I'm not sure, like we haven't even talked about it and um, we don't need to, like it's, it's dissolved itself. Um, but it was just a funny thing to see how my brain had shown up in that space. And then I had the opportunity to reflect it back to me and go, oh, well, how am I not showing up? And if I was going to pick a fight, effectively, that's what I was doing. Like, really? Did I need to? Or did I just have to say, hey, buddy, don't speak to me like that. (laughs) That's not funny. Let's be respectful of each other because that's what we do. That's what we've always done. So just a fun little example for you. And I want to remind you that everyone's doing the best that they can. I always talk about this from a serial killer perspective. Even they're doing the best that they can. Like (laughs) we won't, they're not aligned to our values, of course. There's not things that, they're not things that we would be doing. But here is this person who is doing the best that they can with the resources that they have um, and showing up in a way that's authentic to them. They're probably more authentic than a lot of people around, right? Um, Again, (laughs) It's not something we, I want to No, It's not a person that I actually want to spend a lot of time with, although that'd be interesting, but, um, they, everyone's doing the best that they can. And it's our expectations that are getting in the way of loving that person. So that's an interesting one, given I've just spoken about a serial killer, but whatever it is within, um, your relationships, your friendships, 
however it works for you, but it does get in the in the way of us and our ability to love that person. And that's what happened, I guess, with Chris and I on Saturday. So this is really an opportunity. It's an opportunity when we let go of those expectations of allowing them to be them. Just as you want to be you, can you imagine that somebody is telling you how to be and how to do and what to do and when to do? You just don't want to do it, right? You're going to push back. You'll do it for a little while and then you're like, fuck, this stuff, buddy, I'm not really interested. Um, I know that it's important to you, but it's actually got nothing to do with me and I'm, I just don't want to be in this space. So how do you want to feel with expectations on you? And so sometimes, like I said before, sometimes it's fine and other times it's not so fine. And it's really good to have a look at those expectations when they come up that I have an expectation on my partner or my child or a loved one or a friend. And then you're like, oh, but if I had that expectation or another expectation put on top of me, would I actually like it? Or do I just kind of get uncomfortable and wiggle and try and get that expectation coat off me because I get to be me and I don't have to be anybody else? And always treat people or treat others as you'd like to be treated. And this comes back to our values. So I said that we talk about values again. And it's really interesting when you start to have a look at what your values are um, and dive into those values. And there is an episode um, in my podcast about values. When we start to really like align with our values, then things start to change in our relationships and people come in, people go out, some people stay the same and they'll sort of comment and go, oh, you've changed a little bit. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I have and, and it's okay and I'm okay with it. Do you have a problem with it? Because they perhaps have an expectation about how you're going to show up. But coming back to into our values can really help us move forward and can really help us make decisions going forward. So thinking about how you'd like others to betray you and then projecting those values back out, projecting in a positive way, like acting in a way, acting in alignment with those values. Some of the values that sort of come to mind for me in any kind of relationship is respect, love, and kindness. It's not expecting somebody to do something just because you think that they should. Um, So letting go of those expectations, but just coming back into those values. And I'd be interested to know what values come to mind for you? What would you like to put out into the world? And I just read the other day uh, in a book and it talked about that listening to somebody is actually honouring somebody. And so that's a really beautiful value too of bringing in listening to, to the relationship that you're in, not holding any, you know, preconceived ideas about how things should be, um, not holding on to who they should be, no expectations, just letting all of that drop off. So allowing that person to speak and speak freely is one of the best gifts that you can give people because then somebody feels heard and that's one of the key things that we all want to feel. So what are the steps then to creating, like to letting go of these expectations and creating more of what we want? The first step is always awareness. We can't see what we can't see. And so we're looking at where I'm expecting somebody to do something and how, and then looking at how I'm showing up in that space. So 
there are times where I get a little frustrated that perhaps Chris hasn't done something that I really want him to do and we've been in a relationship for nearly 15 years and I'm like, seriously, has he not got it yet? Um, and funnily enough, on we had our um, 12th wedding anniversary recently and I said, I've got the knives. Like I know what you want from the knives now, um, but have you sorted out the dishcloth? You know, like have you sorted out my part that I want done? I hate getting my hands wet. I really just, I just don't like it. Um, and so having a dishcloth that's in a sink of water, whether it be hot and cold is worse, I'm just like, oh, gross, that is just, that is gross. And so pulling it out, wringing it out, and then wiping down the bench or whatever I need to wipe down, I will lay the cloth over like the middle part or over the tap or whatever is appropriate for it, for the sink. And then all of a sudden, you know, Chris has used it and it's back in the water. I'm like, can you wring it out and can you put it over the side? And we have had conversations about this for years, but now... I've let it go. It's still obviously within me. And I still have moments where I'm wringing it out going, I love you, Chris. I love you, Chris. And I'm wringing it like even harder (laughs) and then wiping down whatever it is and just knowing that I'll probably find it back in the sink again. And that's okay. But also like looking at how am I showing up in that situation? So I can be cranky and frustrated and go, can you sort your shit out? Can you fix this up? Because I still don't like it. Why is it always in the sink? Or I can just go, do you know what? It's important to me that I have that, you know, that the cloth is out of the sink. So I just make sure it's out, out of the sink when I've gone to use it. So it's not about when it's, if it's always in the sink, if I haven't had a need to use it for eight hours, then it's going to be in the sink. Not that we have leave the water in there for eight hours or some days perhaps we do, (coughs) but just knowing that what am I expecting of Chris and how am I showing up in that moment and not carrying that frustration and that anger throughout the day. It's probably one of the key points in this, you know, first step is, looking at that awareness, where am I expecting somebody to show up in a particular way for me with the cloth? Chris, with the knives, he even said to me at one point, have you never had a lesson in knife, I'm going to say responsibility, but basically in knife usage and the etiquette of knives? And I'm like, uh, no, why would I ever have had that? One, I wasn't in the Navy, so they didn't train me on that sort of thing uh, in my lifestyle. Uh, apparently out on a netball court, they don't train you with that. So that was a lovely little comment that came flying out of his mouth one day. Um, and so uh, we, I have learned to not leave the knives in the water because, you know, someone could get their hands cut, not leave the knives on the side of the sink, actually wash them up first, put them over there if I need to, but then make sure they're dry and put back into the knife block. And then I have, a, I have a happy husband. And to be honest, it's not a hard job. It was really interesting to watch um, a little while back when I would have lunch and the water was still in there probably from breakfast. And so I would just put the dishes in the sink. And Chris was like, why don't you just wash them up? And it's a really good question, right? Because I just wouldn't. I'd just go, oh, I'll do that later whenever I'm, you know, back out here cooking dinner or something. I'll refresh the water and be all good. And, yeah, he was like, why don't you just wash them up? And I'm like, you know what? The reason I don't, and it took a couple of days for me to look into this, but it's because when I grew up, my mum would always just say, leave them on the side or put them in the water. 
and then she would do them. So it was kind of like, here I am in my 40s, reparenting myself around or reparenting myself and changing those, uh, is it expectations or, you know, that the magic fairy is going to come in and clean them up when my mum doesn't live with us. So that was really interesting. So now that we've got our first step down, that awareness, just having a look at where those expectations come up. And then we move into the second step. And it's about modeling the behavior that we'd like to see. So it's the knives. So sure, Chris has asked me to, you know, sort out my knife etiquette. (laughs) And I'm rocking my head as I say this. Um, And so I'm modeling the behavior it's, it's his expectation, sure, but I'm modelling the behaviour that I would like to see. And then with the dishcloth, I'm just putting it on the side, like wringing it out, putting it on the side when I use it, and that's that's it. Now, I have dropped all my expectations, which is the third step, around expecting him to do anything differently. And so that third step is just to let them be them, love them regardless of what they do or don't do, because as per my rant uh, last Saturday, you know, all the things that I do in this house, all the things that I do for the family that you don't see, blah, blah, blah. There's a million and one things that he does for our family that I don't see um, and that I don't, you know, don't thank him for or don't give recognition for. It's just stuff that he does. So knowing that even if he doesn't wring out the dishcloth, well, that's just something that I want. It's, it's a really nice to have. <laughs> So if you come if you come over, can you ring it out, please? <laughs> really nice. And you know, just allowing him to be him because, like I said before, there's so many amazing things that he does for us, for our family. He's such an amazing person that I can either let this thing wind me up, and I'm sure it has in over the years, <laughs> um, or I can just go. Do you know what? It's just what it is. And maybe one day he'll wring out that dishcloth and I'll be like, oh my God, amazing. <laughs> like, Thank you so much. And then maybe the next day he'll go back to just doing what he normally does. But I can be surprised and I can have those elevated moments when things just happen and you kind of go, wow, that's really cool. So, you know, they are capable. Um, but much like all of us, we are capable. We're very capable. And then allowing ourselves to just, you know, like I said before, not hang on to all the hang, the angry, the frustration, the perhaps violence that we want to inflict on them, just letting go of all of that. It makes for a happier Suze, and I imagine it would make for a happier you as well. And that's not to say that you can't say anything, you know, so I don't mean to say just drop everything and just go, well, they're not going to do it anyway, so I might as well do it. No, it's got nothing to do with that. You can certainly say something. You can certainly have a conversation and say, this is really important to me. Do you mind? I would really appreciate it if you did and do it from that loving space rather than that sarcastic, undermining, dropping little, you know, well, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that sort of comments. Um, Actually doing it from that loving space will get a significantly better reaction and understanding why it's important to you, like that's something that's key too. So remember that you can wish someone would change and you can yell at them or you can stay silent, but who would you truly want to be? So just come back into that 
Who do I want to be in this situation? How do I want to show up in this situation? And in 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes from now, an hour from now, two hours from now, will I care about this? Chances are the answer is no. I'm just having a tantrum in the moment. So letting go of those expectations that really don't really matter, okay, that aren't the big big fluting ones that you really want to make sure that your partner and you and your friends and you actually bring in together. You know, the the joy of being heard, the joy of respect, the joy of love, the joy of being connected through a common theme, those sorts of things. There's so much joy to be had in that. And then we let the little things, the little ants, as Dr. Amen calls them, so automatic negative thoughts come in and go, well, they should know better. They should be nicer to me. But how nice are you to being to yourself in that moment? So as I said before, I choose to bring that cloth out with love and kindness for myself and move forward rather than carrying that anger and frustration. So what is it that you would like to let go of? What is it that you want to drop? What is that you want to love, how do you want to love somebody more? Or what ways do you want to love someone and somebody more? And is it through saying thank you? Like I said before, you know, there's so many things that we do in our relationships, in our friendships, that potentially our friends don't see, and nor do we see what they do. So is it about saying thank you to them? Is it about showing up and just saying, hey, you're amazing, and I really appreciate you being my friend. And I know that we've, you know, had an amazing ride together and we're going to have a continue to have an amazing ride together and I'm honored to be your friend and you know I just want to thank you for being you wouldn't that be amazing to have that said to you at some point (laughs) wouldn't that be amazing to see the reaction on someone's face when you say that to them you know I had to ask a, a friend uh last year whether they had forgiven me for moving up north And it was a really enlightening conversation. I wouldn't have had, um, I wouldn't have had the courage to actually even ask that, uh, prior to that. But something had happened. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody else and they had suggested something to me and not in that specific way. Um, but they just sort of, you know, inclined or led me in the direction that perhaps they were struggling. And so when I was able to open up and see it from more from their perspective, then I was able to ask them, have you forgiven me for moving up north? Have you forgiven me for moving away from Canberra because we can't walk anymore and I can't play netball with you anymore? Have you forgiven me for those sorts of things? Or is it something that we need to talk through? And maybe it's something you'll never forgive me for, but can we still be friends and what would that look like? Or is the friendship sort of changing And how do we allow for that evolution? And these are the deeper conversations when we let go of those expectations that we can have with our loved ones. These are the ways that we can go deeper because I am, as someone, as another friend would say to me, of course you would ask these questions. Of course you would want to dive in deeper to everything. It's just what I do. It's just about becoming an even more connected me but I can't connect just to me I mean I could I can sit and meditate all day if I wanted to but 
It's actually about connecting with you and with the world and it's about bringing more love into the into life and doing what I do from a loving space, not from a needing anything, not from an expectation space because certainly when I lead from expectation and I've learned that in my business that then I just fall apart. Nobody else falls apart. Everybody goes on with their business. Everybody loves their life or is struggling with their life in their own way and is moving forward. It's me who then crumbles and has all these negative thoughts that come through when in reality, maybe we're all doing the best we can. And if I can love me a little bit more through that space, maybe you can love yourself a little bit more through that space too. So I hope this has been helpful and I know that letting go of expectations, particularly in a relationship where there is a commitment, i.e. a marriage or a partnership, that can be more more challenging, okay, because we're both individuals that connect together and so we both have separate wants and needs and some of those will be the same and some of them will be very separate. And so being able to have conversations around where you're going, what you're doing, what's important to both of you, what's not important, what do we not care about, or what are those sorts of niggles that may come along, what are the challenges that you face and I face, because our our client, our partners will reflect that too. Generally speaking, they will have a niggle that is that matches ours because of those mirrors. So start having those deeper conversations. Start getting to know your loved ones, your friends, your partners, your husbands, your wives, your kids. Start getting to know them on a deeper level. Really dive into those relationships. And obviously, they may not be ready for that depth and that's okay, but you can take it one step at a time. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can find that middle ground, you know, the 40 to 60% that I talk about and just see where it swings. Just come on in and have some fun in that space. All right. So let's uh, let go of those expectations. Let's have some more fun and let's bring in the love. Thank you for joining me today. And I have a couple of small favors to ask. If you love this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know the episode will resonate with. Also to help spread the word about my podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing your thoughts about my podcast and what's resonating with you. Plus it helps us share my podcast with the rest of the world, which is amazing. Finally, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and I'm truly honored you've spent your time with me. Let's keep rising. Let's keep growing because it's totally possible to live a life you love every day right where you are. See you in the next episode.